morning, good morning, and welcome to Tabernacle of Praise. We are so happy to have you here joining us today, and we welcome also our online viewers. Today, we are celebrating our black history for Black History Month, and we want to just welcome everyone. I am Karen Lewis, and this is my husband, Charles. Lewis. <laughs> and uh, we have our choir marching in to see a humba. And uh, we have our musician, Joseph Price, on the piano over there. And uh, our choir is going to be marching in from the back. So enjoy today. We have a wonderful program planned today for you. Ha! 
seated. God bless you. We are marching in the light of God. Come on now. I am so glad that we are marching in the light of God, that we were able to worship him on this beautiful Sabbath morning. Are you glad to be here this morning? Are you glad to worship on him with him this morning? Are you glad to be able to be in the land of the living this morning? We are so blessed and honored to be here on this beautiful Sabbath day. As we celebrate, as you heard, um, Sister um, Lewis and Brother Lewis, um, our Black History Program, we thank God that we were able to still celebrate, amen, our heritage, our history. That's right. That's right. We're still able to reflect on the goodness of God. I know there's a lot of negativity that is associated with it, but we choose to focus on how God brought us through, amen, that he kept us in the midst of our um, as we look at our history and look at how um, detrimental things were in black lives. But we know that God is still faithful and that God is still true. So we worship him on this special day. While I'm talking about our black history program, we want to do to remind you that at the end of the service today, we are having a, a meal downstairs. Amen. Um, we want each and every one of you to please stick around as that will not be the end of our program. But we will come back up here where there will be a movie that will be shown um, dealing with the history um, of black lives. And so we encourage you to stick around throughout the day with us as we will be celebrating our black history program. Um, also, we want to remind you that on next week, amen, um, next Sabbath, we'll be with Northside at 4 o'clock um, where we'll be having a... Um, our concert there or singing with them. We're not doing a concert. We'll be participating in a concert or a black history program at Northside Seventh-day Adventist Church. If you need directions there, please see us at the end and we'll make sure that you get those. So that's next week at four o'clock. Also, we want to remind you that on this coming Wednesday, we will be we would not celebrating, but we will be having our conference-wide prayer meeting. That's where we'll meet on 
our YouTube page, our YouTube channel, and we'll have our prayer meeting at that time. So you will not be calling in. Please log in to our Central States Conference um, YouTube channel, and we'll have our prayer meeting there. Also, I want to direct your attention to the screen, as you see here, Encountering Jesus. This is that prayer meeting that I was just referring to. Jo um, Pastor Josiah will be our guest speaker, so we encourage you to um, mark your calendars for that special event. Also, um, on, they had a program last night, um, but we didn't get the information to you. Um, but on next Friday, amen, at 7 o'clock, um, there is a special program dealing with black history. Um, and so we encourage you to go to, again, our um, YouTube channel, and you will be able to find that program. there. And you will also be able to find the one last night. So if you go to the Central States Conference um, YouTube channel, you will be able to find that program there. Also, we are um, encouraging each couple, those that are um, needing a getaway, um, they need to just break away for a moment or two, amen. Um, we have our metamorphosis, our uh, marriage retreat that um, you can find that information on the screen. If you just take your phone out, if you so choose to register for this um, um, couple's retreat, you can take a picture of that QR code and it'll take you straight to the registration where you'll be able to register for that um, couple's retreat. I am so blessed and honored to be here today um, as we look out and celebrate on this beautiful Sabbath day. Um, again, as we mentioned, we do want to welcome all of you who are online. Um, our financial peace, thank you so much. Um, if you want to be a part of this financial peace that's coming up as well, um, there is still time. There is still time to register. Um, you can take a picture of the QR code. It'll take you straight to, you know, we live in a digital age. All you got to do is just take a picture and it'll take you straight to the form, amen? You don't have to download anything. You don't have to look up anything. Just take a picture of it, and it'll take you straight to the form where you can register for our financial piece. Also, again, we want to just thank every one of you. Welcome all of you who are viewing with us online. We praise God for you. And we also want to just send a special shout-out to um, Brother Daniel, amen? Can you just say, yeah, he wasn't ready for that. He wasn't ready for that, amen? Um, Daniel Lloyd, we praise God for you. You're visiting with us for the first time, I believe. Amen. Brought to you, brought to us by way of Sister Dream, amen, um, who, who was, I was just informed, uh, Sister Brenda said, now, is she still considered a visitor? Amen. She's bringing folk and everything. She was at choir rehearsal last night. Amen. So we praise God for you to dream. Amen. Um, we praise God for your faithfulness and your dedication. Also, as we continue to move forward, do we have anyone else that's visiting with us for the very first time? Anyone visiting with us for the first time? We praise God for you. Um, we're still in the month of February as we celebrate birthdays, um, anniversaries. Can we just get a wave of hand? Anyone celebrating a birthday today or had a birthday this week? Amen. You know, I see your hand. Amen. Was it this today or was it this week? Thursday, amen. Thursday, Thursday. Anyone else? Sister Pearl. Sister Curl. Lee's mother. Okay, sister. Is celebrating today or this? Today, amen. Amen. Well, we don't want to leave anyone out in the cold, so we want to sing happy birthday, amen. Can we do that at this time? Amen. Happy birthday to
celebrate, we celebrate with you as you celebrate your birthday in the month of February. Again, we want to continue to lift up our church in prayer as we do take the time right now um, to just bow our heads as we just open up our worship service with a word of prayer. Loving Lord, our Father and God, again, we thank you once again for allowing us to gather on this beautiful Sabbath morning. We indeed give you praise, honor, and glory for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do. We invite your presence now, oh God, not that you're not here, but we just say, Lord, you are welcome. We thank you for allowing us to come and to be in your presence as we spend this time together. Father, do what you need to do. We give you permission to have your way in our lives. Let us not leave here the same way we came, but let us leave here with a new connection, a newfound love for the things of God, and we'll be ever so mindful to give you the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. and amen. Oh! 
we shall overcome someday down in my heart I do believe that we shall we shall we shall we shall we shall overcome someday amen did you believe that this morning I believe that we're also already overcomers amen amen we've overcome a lot of things and we're still overcoming some things and so we thank God that we can continue to overcome, be overcomers, especially in these crazy times that we're living in. Thank you so much for that selection as we transition to our prayer time, as we are reminded that we have, that the enemy's been busy. Now, we don't want to spend long on the fact that this rascal is just showing up in all kinds of situations and circumstances. But the beautiful thing is, is that God did not leave us helpless. He did not leave us without a weapon of warfare. And I believe that that weapon of warfare, or that weapon of choice is prayer. That prayer, we're able to change some things. We're able to move mountains. We're able to make the crooked road straight through prayer. So whatever you're battling with, whatever you're dealing with, amen, um, just know that God is a very present help in this time of trouble. And that he will show up in your circumstances. He will show up in your situation. I need you to rest and, and, and be assured that the fact that God sees everything. And sometimes it seems as if God is silent. But there's no doubt in my mind that while he may be silent, he hasn't ignored you. He hasn't turned a blinded eye to you. So as we lift up in prayer, um, our very own Brother Miller, we want to remember him in prayer. Uh, we want to remember Sister Elaine, who is um, in need of our prayer as well. And one thing you know about Pastor, he don't lay all the details out. Um, we just need you to just pray for these individuals, amen. Um, we don't need to lay it all out and tell you all the ins and outs, um, but pray for them, amen. Pray for Sister Drea, Sister Alexandra. We want to keep her in prayer. And when I say pray for these individuals, there are some real issues some real needs um, that we need to lift up before the name of the Lord. We also want to remember um, Sister Margaret Bowen, um, who is our prayer focus for today, but unfortunately she is unable to be here. Um, I spoke with her, um, was at the hospital with her and her son, um, was able to pray with them there. But I did let her know that we will continue calling her name out as a prayer focus um, for today. Uh, because we believe in the power of prayer. And so let's remember the Bowen family. And also we want to remember Sister Diane Boyd. Amen. We want to remember her in prayer as well. Um, we know that God sees all, understands all, and know all. So as always, we encourage you, for those that choose to come close to the altar, uh, we invite you to come down at this time. Um, for those that choose to remain in your seat, we ask if you can reverently either kneel or just humbly bow your heads or your hearts as we approach God's throne in prayer. It is prayer time. And I also want to add a special prayer for the McCray family. Um, we anointed them and prayed for them a few weeks ago. Um, we, want, we want to continue to pray for them. Sister Kathy, Keyshawn, thank you so much. We want to remember Keyshawn in prayer. Amen. Um, 
we know God is on the throne and that he is moving mightily. I hope this doesn't feed back or screech loud, but let us bow our heads as we look to the Lord in prayer. Loving Lord, our Father and God and Savior, our King, ruler, master of everything. You are truly an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, Father, but with you, we're more than conquerors. And so we give you praise, we, we give you honor, we give you glory for being the amazing God that you are. Um, we understand and know, Father, that you do all things, that you work it all things well, and that you see the end from the beginning, and that nothing gets by you. So we're just asking, Father, that you would just hear us as we come before you as humbly as we know how. We're asking, God, that first and foremost that you will forgive us of our sins. I ask that you will cleanse us from all unrighteousness and that you will do what you do, O oh God, as we, your people, are calling out um, for you to move on our behalf. I want to lift up before you, Father, in a very special way, um, the Bowman family. Um, we, Father God, you know what Sister Margaret needs. You know what, what her son needs. You know what David needs. We're asking God that you will just stop by their home and, and that you will let them know that you have them in the palm of your hands. Father God, do what you do, oh God. Uh, uh, show yourself strong in their circumstances and in their situation. Be with the family, the kindred, oh God. Cover the children, oh God. Be with Sister Margaret who had a desire to be here. Um, but for whatever reason was unable to make it. And so we're asking that you would just be with them this morning. We also want to lift up before you in a very special way the Miller family. We pray right now for Brother Miller, who too also had a desire to be here, had plans on being here, was looking forward to coming to the house of worship, but Father uh, wasn't able to make it. And so we're asking that you would just cover him, that you would guide him and direct him, that you would let him know even now, Father, that you have him in the palm of your hand. You are so amazing. You are so awesome. Um, without you, we can do nothing, but with you, we can do all things. We also want to lift up before you in a very special way, oh God, uh, 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 Sister Alexandria, Father, who is in need of your touch who was in need of your guidance, Father God, who was battling with health challenges. Father, we pray right now that you will show yourself up in her situation, that you will give her husband, oh God, a peace of mind, that peace that passes all understanding. We're asking that you will show up on their behalf. And while the doctors are trying to figure it out, oh God, you will work it out. And so do what you do, God. We want to lift up before you, Sister Elaine, as well. Sister Elaine needs you, God. Uh, Lord, Father God, she needs you to show up in her situation. Uh, that you will touch her right now. Let her know, Father God, that, that you make no mistakes. Let her know, Father God, that you see her right now, oh God. Let her know in the name of Jesus that you have her in the name of Jesus. That she may not be able to understand. We may not be able to understand. But Father, it's not for us to understand, but it's for us to trust you when we can't trace you and believe in you when believing is unbearable. So Father, help Sister Elaine go with her, be with her in the name of Jesus. 
Lord, Father God, we also want to lift up before you, Sister Diane. Uh, 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 we ask that you will cover her right now. Be with Sister Boyd this morning, oh God. Lord, Father God, I don't know what it is, and I don't need to know what it is, but what I do know is that her name came across my desk for someone that is in need of prayer. And so, Father, I just want to lay her before you today and I ask that you will just cover her like never before, that you will shatter her with your love, that you will let your presence cover her right now, oh God, that she will know that this day is the day that the Lord has made and that he see her, that you're watching her, that you have your eyes on her. So, Father, cover Sister Diane. Touch her right now where she is. Heal her if it's sickness. Break, give her the breakthrough that she's in need of. Oh God, that when she leaves, oh God, your presence, she will not leave the same way she came. Oh God, I want to also lift up before you the McCray family. Father God, this family needs you in a very mighty way. We're asked that you will stop by their home right now, oh God. And even their circle right now, their family circle. And that you will move through their situation right now. That you will make the crooked road straight, oh God. As we bind Satan and cast him out of this family, oh God. For this is your family, oh God. You brought them together, oh God. So have your praise upon them, oh God. Have your touch upon them, oh God. Move upon them in the name of Jesus. We bind Satan. We cast him out of this family, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Whatever it is, oh God, do what you do. Whatever it is, oh God, handle it, oh God. Lord, we give it to you, God, because we can't do it, Father. We're not equipped to handle it, oh God. We can't deal with it, oh God, but we know the one that can. We know the one that is able to handle it. And so we place it in your care. Father, cover the family. Father God, we want to lift up before you Keyshawn in a very special way. Oh, Father God, this young man needs you, oh God. He needs you right now, Jesus. He needs your touch right now, Jesus. Father God, he loves coming to your house of worship. He loves the word of God. He loves the praises of God. Lord, Father God, he needs you right now. He needs you to touch him in the name of Jesus. We ask that you will be with his grandmother as well. Be with Sister Kathy this morning, oh God. Let her know that the prayers of the righteous availeth much. Let her know, oh God, that you see the end from the beginning. So whatever Keyshawn needs, whatever Sister Kathy needs, oh God, that you will make sure that it is done. Oh God, we will be ever so mindful to give you the praise. We thank you for those that are viewing with us online, God. Those that have tuned into this channel. We ask that you will cover their family as well. Whatever it is, be with my family, oh God. Be with all of us in the name of Jesus. Be with those that chose to come down to this altar, oh God. That you will surround them with your love. We ask, oh God, that you will be with those that choose to remain, that chose to remain in their seats. That you will go through each aisle, go through each pew, go through each chair. Touch each one on their shoulders and let them know that you have them. And again, God, this is your day. We're here to worship you. So remove any thoughts of negativity. Remove any cares or any concerns. Remove them right now, oh God. That when we leave here, we will know that we have been in your presence. Father, thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're doing. And we bless you, God, for what you are about to do. Oh, Lord, you're worthy. Oh, Lord, we thank you. Oh, Lord, we honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the people of God say amen. Amen. And amen again.
Let's all say that name together. Jesus is the name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Happy Sabbath, happy Black History Month to each one of you. Y'all looking so nice with your African regalia on this morning. Very lovely, and not everyone wore their traditional African attire, but I want to let you know a secret. Each and every one of us wears our black heritage every single day. <laughs> so whether you're wearing African attire or not, we know who you are, amen. And God has blessed us as African Americans. We celebrate in February Black History Month, but I want to guarantee you this, black history is being created, celebrated, and done 365 days a year, 365 black. That's how it is. We're not just black history, we're black people in history. We want to celebrate a special black historian, another person who has used their time, talent, tip, and treasure for the glory of God and for the benefit of humanity, Brother Langston Hughes, a famous, world-famous poet. And we're going to have a skit of his poem, Mother to Son, blessed us by blessed, uh, being a blessing to us by Sister Lakita Carroll and also Brother Keon Chenoweth. Please hear them at this time. Tisk and tisk. This is the last time I do the most challenging part of the project, and I can't take this no more. I'm out of here. I'm going back to Auntie's house, and I can get a job anywhere. I need to write Auntie a letter, and I'll let her know. I'll send her a letter, and that way I'll cushion a blow before I talk to her about leaving school. I just got this letter from my nephew. Let me see what he's been talking about. Let's see what he's got to say. Dear Auntie, I hope everything is going well. I don't want to alarm you, but I'm tired. I thought I'd like you here, but it's hard. Everything is hard. I thought it'd be easy to fit in. The coursework, no problem, but... I feel like I'm just not accepted here. What? He thought he'd be accepted there. Why he think that? Truth is, I don't belong here, so I'm coming home. I can hear my auntie saying right now. No, no you're, not. you're not. I can do all the work. I don't have a problem passing the courses. But I just feel out of place here. There's nothing here that reminds me of home. But I know she gonna say, God, God is, is with you. you. I don't go to the bars with the professors. Often assignments are given outside the classroom. What, what sense does that make? Inside the bars, since I'm not there, I usually get the worst assignments. The professors and my classmates meet up during Sabbath hours. I don't go out with them. I know sooner or later it's gonna be required. I want to complete my degree, but it's too hard. I don't think God's going to hold this against me if I quit. I do have other talents I can develop. 
And what difference does it make? I can hear a voice saying, though, don't quit, stay put. Victory is right around the corner. Love you most. Nephew. He thought he'd be accepted there. Why he think that? Let me write him of that. I just got auntie's letter. <sighs> My nephew, you don't understand the sacrifice that's been made for you. First, there was Jesus. He died specifically for you, so you have a right to the tree life and everything else in this world. If he can hang in a tree, you can sit in a seat, get the hardest assignments, and get your own degrees. Think about folks that's gone before you. Think about them who was killed trying to learn to read. What about them that was beat so that you could have a chance sitting in front of the buses and in these fancy classrooms and have rights? If they can do something with themselves and endure their problems, you can too. Don't, Don't quit. quit. Stay, Stay put. Victory is right around the, the corner. corner. I'll bring it closer to home for you. Well, nephew, I'll tell you. Life for me ain't been no crystal stir. It's been tax scented and splintered and boys torn up in places where no carpet on the floor. Bare, bare. But all the time, I've been climbing on and reaching landings and turning corners. And sometimes going in the dark where it ain't been no light. So, boy, don't you turn back. Don't you sit down on the steps because you find it's kind of hard. Don't you fall now. For I still going, honey. I still climbing. And life for me ain't been no crystal stir. Remember, nephew. Don't quit. Stay put. Victory. Victory is right around the corner. Get them books on and go to class. Love you the most. Auntie. Let me go on to class. Victory is right around the corner. Give them another amen. And remember, the point is, as God has blessed us, to use our time, talent, temple, and treasure for his glory and for our benefit. Everything that we do for God benefits us as individuals as well. So don't allow your talents to just sit dormant. Use them. Use them to help others. Use them to glorify God. Use them to make black history. Would our deacons please come forward to lift the morning's tithe and offering? Also, another opportunity to serve God in our honest and faithful giving. Remember, you can also send in your donation to Cash App, dollar sign TOP giving, as well as AdventistGiving.org. Let us pray. 
Dear Lord, we thank you for an opportunity and a privilege to return a faithful and honest tithe and offering. Lord, we can never repay you for all that you've done, all that you are doing, and all that you will do for us. But let us just be allowed to give just a little bit, Lord, to show that we trust in you and not our own selves. Bless this offering that's been given, which is given. We ask that you are allowed to be used for a worthy purpose of spreading your gospel message to all the world in this generation. In the blessed name of Jesus, let everyone say amen, amen. Are you ready to get out of here? Are you ready to leave this place? Amen. One day soon. I don't know. But what I do know. 
baby's coming back for me. Back for me. And I'll be waiting there. I'll be waiting there. With my lamp. Trimmed and burning. Trimmed and burning bright. Can we say that one more time? Can we do that one more time? One day soon. Come on, family. One day soon. Hey, I don't know how long. I don't know how long. But what I do know. That he's coming back for me. That he's coming back for me. And I'll be waiting there. I'll be waiting there. Will you be waiting there? With your lamp. With my lamp. Shrimped and burning. Shrimped and burning. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I'll say goodbye, world. Goodbye. Goodbye, world. Oh, yes. Just wait. Bye-bye. I don't know. I don't know how long. But what I do know. Oh, yes, bro, Mike. He comes back for me. Yes, he is. Back for me. And I'll be waiting there. I'll be waiting there. With my lamp. With my lamp. Trimmed and burning. Trimmed and burning. Oh, yes. Because he's coming soon. He's coming soon. Oh, yes, he is. He's coming. He's coming with majesty. He's coming. With majesty and glory. Oh, yes, he is. To say, come, my people, come. Come, my people, come. Oh, yes. No more sickness. No more sorrow. Oh, yes. It'll all be over for all things on earth. Oh, yes. It will be done. That's why we say goodbye, world. I don't know how long, I don't know how long, but what I do know, my brother, but he's coming back my sister, he's coming back for me, back oh yes for he is, me. and I'll be waiting there, I'll be waiting there, with my lamp, with my lamp, trimmed and burning, trimmed and burning. oh yes. Come on, family. He's coming. He's coming soon with majesty, majesty and glory, and glory to, to say. Come, my people, come. Come, my people, come. Can you hear him? Can you see? No more sickness. I, I don't know about you. I, I, I don't know about you. But 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 I know about me. I'ma wave at the world and I'ma say goodbye world. Oh yes, goodbye world. I don't know. Hallelujah. But what I do know, family of God, is that Jesus is coming back for me. Oh yes, he is. 
and I'll be waiting there. I'll be waiting there. With my lamp trimmed and burning. shall come will come and he will not tarry I know it gets hard at times and it it seems as if things are just not panning out but God is intentional he's purposeful he know exactly what he's doing and I just want to be ready with my lamps, 
my lamp trimmed and burning bright. Because I don't want him to miss me, amen. I don't want to be somewhere in the darkness. I want my light to illuminate my area so that he'll see me. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, praise team, musicians, praise God for you. Family of God, we thank God for you for being here. God is so good. He is so amazing. And we thank God for just being an amazing God. Amen. Our scripture reading, we want to get right into our message. Our scripture reading, we just have one verse. We're going to work with just one verse today. Job chapter 42. Job chapter 42. We want to read just one verse, and that's verse 10. Job chapter 42. And we want to read just one verse. You have it there on your screen when you are able to read. Please stand with me in honor of the reading of the word of God. And because we have just one verse, it really doesn't make sense for us to do this responsibly. So we want us all to do this together. So can we all read Job chapter 42, verse 10 together? And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Today, I want us to just talk a little bit on the topic or the idea. Don't forget to pray. Don't forget to pray. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and God, again, we're so thankful at the fact that you chose us. It's not because we look good or smell good. It's not because of our attitude or our demeanor, but it's because of who you are. So as we gather in this space today, Father, we ask that you will speak to us. Let us not leave here the same way we came. I must now decrease that the word of God may increase into your hands. I commit my spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. amen. And amen. You may be seated in the presence of an amazing God. Job is a very special book. It's special in the sense that Whenever one think of trials and tribulation, we always look to Job's life. What Job went through, I would like to believe that none of us in here would welcome that task. Job lost a whole lot, and we're not here to just talk about Job's loss or Job's trial. I want us to gather our attention on the idea that through the midst of all that Job went through, uh, through the midst, in the midst of him losing his family, in the midst of him losing um, his um, property and his cattle and his wealth, in the midst of all of that, Job never stopped praying. Uh, he, he never stopped trusting in God. 
uh, a Job, this man who was not called to the table when the conversation was taking place about the attacks that would soon come upon him. I can imagine as you sit there and watch me and look at me, none of us was a, a also called to the table when the attacks showed up. None of us was able to get our request in. None of us was able to sit at the table and say, well, that may be a little too much or I'll do this, but I won't do that. The truth of the matter is Job was nowhere around when the conversation took place with God and Satan about Job's life. Job, Job had no say-so in the matter. And I get it. I understand we have become a people where we feel as if we have to give input. We have to say something about it. We have to be able to voice our opinion because if I don't like the way it's going, then I can quickly exit stays right. If it's not going the way I like for it to be going, if it's not saying what I think it should say, if it's not lining up the way that I feel that it should, I can quickly grab my bags, walk out the door, and who's gonna stop me? You know how we can be at times, uh, or we can get to that place where we decide what we will and what we won't do. But in our story here, we find that Job had no say-so in the matter. It wasn't that Job did something wrong. It wasn't that Job made a bad investment. It wasn't that Job was hanging out with the wrong group of folk. The truth of the matter is Job went through what he went through because God saw something in Job that nobody else saw. And I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but could it be that you are experiencing what you are experiencing this morning? Because maybe, just maybe, I don't know, I'm just a preacher trying to be obedient to the word of God. Could it be that you are going through what you're going through? You are experiencing what you are experiencing because God sees something in you that he believes that if I put you through that, you will not denounce me. If I send it your way, come on, Satan, go deal with Job. Deal with him how you choose to, but don't touch his life. I get it, I get it. Some of us, we've gone through some things. We have been experiencing some things, some things that we've been praying for for years, asking God to show up and show out, been calling on God for ancients of days. Lord, move on this situation. My children need you. My job is running the muck. I'm losing my hair because of these knuckleheads on this job. When, Jesus, when are you going to show up? The classes are just taking me out the game. I just need God. I just need you to just show up and I just need you, God. And yet it seems as if God is silent. And when I think about my friend Job here, I can just imagine Job was saying, God, when? Oh, when? How long? Oh, God, how long? And yet there was silence. And how I know that it was silence because not only was after his character, then Job realized, then Job gets news that his children were sitting in the table just enjoying a dinner, drinking a little wine, uh, and having a good meal. And the Bible says that a strong wind came through and killed every last one of them would think you would add injury to insult. It would think that enough would be enough. But God says, no, 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 Satan, is that all you got? You mean you're just going to touch the back? You mean you don't want to touch nothing else? 
You mean you don't want to touch the finances? You mean is that it, Satan? No, 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 no. You, you can do whatever you want to do. You, you mean you just dealing with the children? Job's character. Job's children. Job's health. All went down to net zero. But yet, Job never stopped trusting in God. Job continued to call on the name of the Lord. And here it is right here. Because you know how it is when you start going through some stuff. Everybody and their mama got an idea of why you're going through what you're going through. Everybody know why you're experiencing what you are. You know, it's amazing how we can diagnose everybody else, but we can't diagnose our own situation. It, it just blows my mind how I have all your answers, but I can't find not one for mine. Oh, it just messes me up at times when I'm, I lay awake at night, can't sleep because I got all of your answers. But I can't find one of my own. Job had some friends that felt the same way, that thought the same way, that told Job the reason why you're experiencing all of this is because you've sinned. And you need to go and repent. You need to get whatever it is that you've done. Could it be you've ate something that you shouldn't have eaten? Could, could, could it be that you lived a life for so long, now you are reaping what you have sown? Could, could, could it be that out of all the things that you've done in your life, now it's pain time. Now God is causing you, calling you now to pay the bill on some decisions that you made back in your youth. Now God is saying, I need you to check in and, and, and own up to what you've done. Could it be that Job was, was not doing anything? Could it be that all of this is happening because God saw favor in Job? And it had nothing to do with how he with with his old lifestyle if you will but it has everything to do with what job is doing right now job is believing right now notice notice how when you when you read the story uh, 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 god asked satan the question you know it, it wasn't it wasn't that satan uh, went to god and said you know what let me try no 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 uh, uh, satan was roaming to and fro and the bible says that god said where are you going what you been up to satan How, how's your day going he said oh i've just been hanging out down here just going to and fro i'm trying to find somebody i can just mess up i'm trying to find somebody i can just torment i'm trying to find just one somebody that i can mess their world up to the point that they all turn to you and curse you to your face and it was god that considered his servant job why because the bible tells me in verse one that job was upright job was a just man and Job, and Job, the Bible says, uh, you can go there. I'm just dealing with verse 10. I'm trying to help you how to get to the other side. Because you have to understand that it's not always going to be meat and potatoes. It's not going to always be beans and rice, uh, or rice and peas, uh, depending on where you come from. It's not going to always work out the way you like for it to. Sometimes uh, you're going to have to go by way of the low road. So, so sometimes you're going to have to experience the crucible i get it i understand i don't want to go through it either but the truth of the matter is if i have to go through 
it. I'd rather go through it with him than without. Oh, yes. Because the reality is we're all going to go through something. You know the old story. You know the old saying. Either you're going in a trial, you're coming out of a trial, or you're already in it. You're somewhere in there. You're either in it already, or you're about to go in it, or you're about to come out of it. But at the end of the day, wherever I'm at on that stage, I want to be with Jesus. And so Job friends came and they began to chastise Job saying that there were some things that you've done. There were some things, some sins that you have committed. Could it be uh, a Job uh, uh, that the life that you once lived has now caught up with you? Job understood God enough to not allow his friends to cause him to say something that he would regret. Sometimes it's the, it, you know, that company that we keep, it can make or break. Sometimes, sometimes that group of folk that we hang around, it can do more damage to you than you think. Some, some, sometimes, you know, there are individuals that are strategically placed in your lives to get you to, to, to get you to, to, uh, to, uh, to um, sidetrack you from your destination. That, that, that there are times, family of God, I need you to understand that there are individuals that will show up in your life unannounced and their main purpose and their main intent is to get you off the course that God have you on. I get it. I understand. That's little Ray Ray. Me and Ray Ray go way back. Well, let me help you out, my family. Uh, Ray Ray mission is to get you off track. But, but, but that's Sister Betty. No, no offense, my sister. Uh, 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 but, but, but Betty's purpose. Ricky's mission. See, I'm calling out real names of real folk because we have to understand that we deal with real people and this is not some figment of our imagination. But these are individuals that we work with. These individuals that we live next to. These are individuals that we connect with on a regular that do not have your best interests at heart. These were Job's friends. The Bible says they were, they were friends. They, 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 these are friends. These, they, these aren't just some fly-by-night folk or, or, or some folk that just showed up casually. The Bible says they were friends. And, and listen, 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 family of God. They were, they were such a friend, they stuck with Job through it all, although they had bad counsel. Hey, they, they, they didn't abandon Job. The Bible says they was right there with him. But they had bad counsel. These were friends. Job knew these individuals. Job connected with these individuals. But these individuals did not have Job's best interest while they thought they did by giving him the advice that they gave him. But the reality is it was bad advice. And the Bible tells me uh, 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 that, Job, that Job did not allow 
their, their, their ideas to infiltrate what he knew to be true in God. You see, we have to understand, my family, uh, uh, we cannot abort the mission. We cannot abandon the upbringing. If God took you through Crater Road, you have to lean. There are times you have to lean back on those moments. And, and you, you may not have been brought up in Crater Road. You, 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 you may not have been raised in church school. But let me explain something to you. Uh, you can look back over your life. And I guarantee you, every last one of us in here can look back and find at some point, at some job, where God was in the midst of your situation, uh, where God was right there letting you know uh, that I have your back. Uh, and those are the times we need to lean on God uh, when, the trouble, when the trouble comes. Uh, those are the moments where we need to lean heavily on how God brought us through in the past in order for us to make it on the other side. Because the reality is, in the midst of all that Job went through, he never forgot to pray. He never abandoned prayer. You know, because I can recall many a times in my, in my heydays, in my B.C. days, uh, uh, when I was so deep in it and so thick in it and so, and so lost in it, where, where, where one thing I can honestly say, I never stopped praying. That the, there, were, there were times uh, uh, I was in places where the music was so loud. Trying to be nice in here. And looked across the room and saw an enemy of mine. But yet, but yet at the same time, I, I, I was not in the place to where I was able to handle my business like I would like to. Because I was on my way out. And I knew where I was at. And I knew what I was doing. But yet, I didn't stop praying. I never stopped praying. And I get it, I get it. Back in the day, I used to hear, I used to hear some of the saints say that when you go into the club, your angels will stand outside and, and, and wait for you to come back out. I don't know if you ever heard that before. But I never could take to that ideology. My angel standing outside waiting on me with his arms crossed, but yet his job is to protect me. And I never could understand how my angel, which is supposed to protect me, is outside the club and I'm in the club. Now, I'm not giving anyone any excuse to go clubbing. The devil is a liar. What I'm saying is, is that no matter where you are on this pinnacle or where you are in this stage called life, God sees everything in the club and outside the club. So don't go to the club and then come up in here like all is well. I know you don't have to say ouch. You don't even have to raise your foot up off the floor. Just, just keep looking at me. Just keep looking at me. You, 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 don't, you don't have to pretend, you, you, you don't have to come and, and act like that it's all well around me, the pastor. Listen, I, I, I'm trying to get in just like you. I, I, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. So don't try to front for me, please don't. Because I'm going to be in, in the same line you standing in. 
I just might be a little closer to the front. Come on, somebody. <laughs> just had to throw that in. But, 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 but Job understood. Notice, I'm about to, I, I'm about to wrap up. I, I know you want to go another 45 minutes, uh, uh, but, but, but I'm about to wrap this up here in a few minutes. Because notice our text says, and the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. In spite of all that his friends said, in spite of all the negativity, in spite of all the hurt and the shame, in spite of all of that, the Bible says Job prayed for his friends. And it was when Job prayed for them, the Lord began to do a restoration moment. He began to restore. I get it sometimes we don't want to pray for those folk that said some nasty things to us. That made us feel less than where we really are. We, we, we don't want to fool with those folk. Uh, you know, as a matter of fact, when the phone ring and you do the caller ID thing and you look and see the name, you hit it. You know that button we always hit. Um, I'll call you back. Can I, call, what's his, can I call you later? <laughs> Can't talk right now. I get back with you. And then you never get back with them. Look, anybody trying to go to heaven? I'm asking you to raise your hand on this one. Job, Job prayed for his friends. Now, I don't know what the prayer was like, but what I do know, it was a sincere prayer. And how do I know that? Because God responds to sincere prayers. You see, see, and we talked about this. We talked about this just last week at prayer meeting for those that was blessed to be there. We talked about prayer last week. And that there are some prayers that go unanswered because you are praying amiss. You're asking for the wrong reason. You have another motive in mind. You have another, uh, uh, another idea in mind. And God is saying that's the wrong motive. That is that you, 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 you're up to no good with that prayer. That prayer is all about you. And it has nothing to do with helping somebody else. Job prayed for his friends. He pleaded for his friends. And the Bible says that when Job prayed for his friends, God restored unto Job. And notice what he did. He didn't just restore uh, uh, what Job lost. But the text went on and said, indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to jump to it because uh, when I read that, and I've read it before and even preached it before, but I'm still struggling with the whole idea that Job uh, was able to rejoice after the loss of his children. Even though, even though uh, uh, the Lord blessed him with many more. But I just can't seem to wrap my mind around the idea uh, uh, that Job was super duper excited at these new children and forgot about the old. Yeah. But what I have come to understand, if I can just help you out, because I had to, I had to piece it together. While Job still mourned and maybe still felt the loss of his children, God had done something. See, 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 this is what's so amazing about God. You see, you, you see, God is so amazing that, 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 that even your loss, you can find, you, you can find joy. 
that even in the most difficult moments, you're still able to smile. That's why you have individuals, you say, how is it that you're able to smile after all that you've been through? How is it that you're able to still trust God after all that you've encountered, after all that you've been through? How is it that you're able to still say, Lord, my God, my God, thank you for what you've done and thank you. How is it that you can still give God glory? You see, when you understand God, when you get to know him, you will realize that he has a joy that is unspeakable, that there is something about being with Jesus while I still miss my babies, while I still miss my daughters, while I still miss my children. There is something about the goodness of God that just won't let me stay in a miserable state. There is something about the greatness of God that just won't let me live in that place very long. And so while Job missed his children, and while Job mourned and, and wished he probably still had his babies, that was a joy that Job experienced. That, uh, what, what, what did it say? Uh, uh, this joy that I have, the world didn't give, and the world can't take it away. This joy is unspeakable joy. In other words, it's the kind of joy you can't even talk about. Sometimes you just got to just go, mm, he's just so good. He's just so good. Well, what is it? He's he just amazing. See, 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 there is some stuff I can't tell you. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like I'm, I'm going to use peach cobbling for the lack of a better example. Okay, I don't even know if y'all like peach cobbling, but, 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 but I can't tell, I, I, can, I can tell you what it tastes like, but you will never know what it really tastes like until you taste it for yourself. So when I talk about how good God is and, and you say, well, we're, we're pastor, how good is he? The best answer I can give you is that you need to try him for yourself. I, I can't tell you. I can only tell you how good he is for me. I, I can only tell you how amazing he is for me. But, but if you want to know how amazing he is for you, uh, I, I suggest that you take time out and try him for yourself. And Job understood that. Job never stopped praying. Job never gave up on what he believed to be true. Job never strayed away. He never strayed away from what he knew to be right. The Bible started out, the story started out in Job 1, said that Job was a, was a just man. He was upright. He was upright. In other words, Job, Job lived a righteous life, and God saw that. Uh, uh, family, uh, uh, God see what you're going through. God, God has it already mapped out. He, he already had devised a plan for our escape. All we have to do is to trust him when we can't trace him. Believe him when believing is unbearable. And learn how to hold on even if you got to holler. So Job gave everything to the Lord. Job did not stop. Or did not give up on what he believed in. Although his three friends, in spite 
of the truths mixed in with their speeches are now declared wrong, Job, in spite of his rash speech and irrelevant protest, is now declared right. Even though they were wrong, Job was declared right. That's why you got to learn how to hold on and trust God to the end. It may look crazy right now. It may look messed up right now. And while they think they have the upper hand, if you would just hold on just a little while longer, it will all come out in the wash. And God will declare that you are as faithful as you say you are. I don't have to prove anything to anybody. I just have to live my life. Live my life the best that God has called me to live it. Now, I'm not just saying live my life any kind of way. I'm just living my, no, 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 no. God is calling every last one of us to a higher standard. God did not bring you in here, did not bring us in here for us to leave the same way we came. There has to be some changes. Changes has to be made. Job understood that. Job understood that, 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 that I have to allow God the proof to prove himself in my life. You see, I'm a, you know, I, I realize and I, and, and I, and I understand and, and I get it and I'm like, thank you, Lord, uh, uh, for, for, for not giving up on me, uh, even though I have given up on you. Because looking at Job, I realize now that even though everything was stacked up against him and there are times when things are stacked up against me and there are times when things are stacked up against you, uh, we've come to learn that in spite of all of that, God still is in control that he is still on the throne in spite of all of that that God still sees God still hears God still understands even though Job still did not know what what the reason was even though Job had no idea of what was happening although he had no understanding why all of this was unfolding in his life what we do know is that Job still trusts God he never gave up on God he never side talked God but he continued to trust him in the midst of it all and the turning point in Job's suffering came when he prayed for his critics he prayed for those individuals his friends and now there's this turning point so you want out you want deliverance I encourage you to pray solemn message I encourage you to pray. Call on God in the midst of your struggles. Call on God in the midst of your pain. Call on God in the midst of all of your trials and and all of your struggles. Call on God in the midst of all the confusion. Call on God in the, in the late night hour, in the wee early mornings. Call on God when it seems as if everything is just falling apart. Call on him. Because he sees and he hears. Job understood that. His, dece- his, de- his diseases was healed. Good health was returned. Children were born to replace those that had died. And his wealth grew to twice that of the former days. 
God restored Job back and gave him more than what he had before. Why? Because Job didn't stop praying. Job never stopped praying. Family of God, this is where we are today. There are some moments where I get it. Praying is not the first thing that comes to your mind. And sometimes it's like, what do I even say? I can't even begin to formulate a conversation right now. I can't even, I, I don't even know where to begin right now. But what I do know is that God can hear moans. He understands groans. He understands hums. Even if you're just humming through the day, God can read that thing and say, I know exactly what you're saying. Sometimes it's just a mere, just, I, I just throwing up your hands in the air. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I can't, I just throw my hands up in the air. A simple sign of surrender. There may be somebody here that says, you know what, I, I forgot to pray. I've been going through some things. I've been going through some, some stuff. And, and I, I must be honest, Pastor, I, I haven't been praying like I should. And today is the day I want to get that thing right. If you're that person, I'm just going to ask you. I know, I know we don't like to be called out. We don't like to be put on front street. I get it. I know. I know. I've been there. But I want to help us through this thing. Because I believe in the power of prayer. And I want us to get that prayer life back to the point that where no matter what the devil throw at us, my faith will not be shook. I'm going to continue to trust him in the midst of it all. So I don't know if you are struggling in your prayer life and you need to learn how to pray more. I'm going to ask that you would meet me down in the front. I'm going to be the first to come down because I want my prayer life to be intact. I want, I, I, I want it to be when I call on the name of the Lord that before I formulate that thing on my lips, God is already moving on my behalf. I, I, I don't have all the answers, but what I do have, I'm going to share it with you. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. Prayer can move mountains. God is watching. God is looking and God see you. This is a call to become prayer warriors. There may be somebody here that is struggling with their faith. You say, I can't pray. I want a prayer life, but I need faith. I need to learn how to trust God more. I'm going to ask if you're that person, can you come on down here with us? Can you come on down here with us? There may be somebody here that you are looking for a church home. You want to make this your family. You want to make Tabernacle of Praise your church family. I don't want to leave this moment without giving you that opportunity not to join a church but to be a part of a family, a God-fearing family.
If you not, if you have not made Jesus your personal Lord and Savior, if you have not accepted Jesus as your Savior, I want to invite you to meet me down here in the front right now. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? He's coming soon. And when he comes, I want to be ready to receive him with open arms. I want to be ready to receive him. We're about to pray. We're about to pray. But I do not want to close this time out without extending that opportunity for you to give your life to Jesus. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, Again, we thank you for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do. Lord, we know that you used the life of Job to help us, to show us, to teach us, to inform us. And so as we look at the life of Job and see all that he went through and how you restored everything back to him, because of his faithfulness to you. Never cursed you. Never, never turned his back on you. In the Bible, you tells us in your word, Lord, that you gave him back double. His health, his children, his wealth. But mostly, his relationship with you, Father, was even more solid. But he became, he was even more connected. So, Father, we're standing here today hearing that story and wanting likewise. Want to be more connected. Want to be more like you, Jesus. Want to have that faith that, that surpasses all understanding. Father, sometimes we don't even feel like praying. We don't even feel like calling on your name. And the reality is, God, you know this already. But what's so amazing and so wonderful about you is that you want us to just take ownership. Not in judgmental, but just to let us know that, that we understand that we need you. So, Father, have your way in our lives. Help us to be more like you, Jesus. Lord, strengthen our faith. Strengthen our, our walk with you, our connection with you. And again, we'll be ever so mindful to give you the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can we put our hands together and worship God? Can we worship him in this place? Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Let the church say amen again. Thank you, Pastor, for that beautiful message. Don't forget to pray. Amen. Prayer is the key in the hand of faith to unlock heaven's storehouse, heaven's warehouse. Whatever you need, God's got it. Amen. Amen. Well, we just want you to stand. We want to remind you that immediately after service, we have a uh, dinner prepared downstairs. The brown bag is full. Amen. Amen. I want to thank Elaine. Stuart and her team for preparing that for us, amen. Yeah, it's going to be Elder uh, Kwame Atatutu has uh, prepared a beautiful presentation right after that, amen. So we amen. want you all to stay by 
and support our black heritage. Amen. Amen. Let us bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful, Father, that you have opened up that key of prayer. We pray we will utilize that, Lord. Help us to pray without ceasing, Lord, so that we can withstand all the wiles of the devil. Help us not to be faithless, but faithful. Now bless us and keep us, Lord, by your keeping power. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.
Thank you.